0: Welcome back. This is The Muster on a Tuesday afternoon. That song is keysan by Jimmy Barnes, in Moss and Cold Chisel. It is one of the songs that actually tells a story when you listen to the lyrics the whole way through. And it just flows so fantastically. It's also a bit of a pub anthem as well. Uh, no matter where you go in Australia or New Zealand, you're bound to hear that on a playlist sooner than later. Andrew Walsh out of Twin Farm Genetics joins us. G'day Snow. How's Sigs?
1: Yeah, taking on really good. We've got a uh, lovely sunny day out here in Waimea Valley today. Isn't that a cracker? Oh, it's a ripper, yeah. Can't believe that we're um, in that late autumn, early winter stage. Um, but yeah, we're loving it. We need this extra growth, so bring it on. Have
0: you started putting reels
1: up yet? We have, yeah. We're back into that punishment, just getting going with um, starting to slow the ewes down, splitting blocks in thirds and that sort of thing, um, and training hoggets on to a hot wire. So um, we're starting that winter mode, but we're putting off as long as we can.
0: Because where you guys are situated in the Waimea Valley snow, you actually had it pretty harsh um, not that long ago when we talk, when we think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're sort of a wee bit on the back foot um, with that, that dry coming through that autumn. Um, we sort of sacrificed our kale paddocks a bit to uh, put weight on lambs and finish lambs, um, which is sort of coming back to bite us a wee bit now. Uh, we put urea on them um, earlier on, and they are coming back and looking really good again. But they just—they're just, they're never going to have those that big yield potential that um, you sort of bank on to get through the winter.
0: But getting the lambs on the kale, you reckon you vindicated your vindicated decision to do that?
1: It definitely worked. Yeah, it saved us selling um, a lot more stores. Um, so I, I was very happy we did it because you get stuck with those lambs that they're. They're too good to sell as stores, but they're not heavy enough to kill. So, yeah, we put those out, spread them out on the kale at about 30 to the hectare um, and then just slowly kill them as they come off. But, uh, yeah, you always want to get them off a bit sooner than when they're ready.
0: Do you carry any lambs through the winter for a winter contract or anything?
1: No, I don't. I, I sort of have the policy that we're in the uh, breeding the lambs. Um, yeah, by the start of April, we want them all gone and uh, look forward to next season.
0: How's everything else going on the farm at the moment? I mean, um, like you say, the weather's like this, you can go about your job, and uh, yeah, you don't have to wear the woolly hat for too long in the morning.
1: No, but I, I hear the forecast a bit changed tomorrow, so we're enjoying it today. Uh, we've got the uh, bringing some snags down off the hill. Uh, we're a wee bit late, but uh, yeah, we're busy getting them out of all the hinds and giving them a drench and uh, get them in their winter routine. Um, and hoggets and that, as I said, we're starting to train them on a hot wire. They've all got the ram out with them at the moment. They've been out uh, about 12 days today, so uh, they're about halfway through what we're giving them. We'll give them about 26, 27 days, Um, but they're all looking good, and, um, yeah, we actually used teasers this year over them. It seems to have had a really good effect. There's a lot that have come on in the first sort of 10 days.
0: When you're training on the hot wire, how long do you do it for because everybody's got their methods for doing it?
1: Yeah, everyone's got their own theory. I, I sort of go with the theory of uh, don't put too much pressure on them to start with. Use three wires and I actually just fence off a small corner of the paddock. So they only have about a, a sort of 30 or 40 metre stretch of fence to come up to. Um, and they're not encouraged to yeah rush into that corner. The only downside is if you want to move them out that gateway next time, uh, make sure you don't set your hot wire up where you need to move them through because they will not go there next <laughs>
0: Do so you double fence them at all when you put a wire up for the first time? So put another reel, say, five metres away, so they go through one barrier, there's another one to go go ahead through?
1: No, I don't. Um, I try and have it that the, the fence isn't that far away. And the same with the deer. With the deer, I actually have the theory that I only put the fence up about, yeah, three or four metres off the fence line. So they're not, yeah, they're not actually trying to go through there. And that seems to work pretty good, really.
0: As far as hogget mating, you say you got teasers in there, yeah? You, um, you always put your hoggets to the ram, don't you?
1: Yes, we have. Yep, it's uh, one of our breeding objectives is that um, make sure that they can all have a lamb as a hogget, um, and if they don't get in lamb, we kill them. So it's a pretty uh, tough ask for them, but we usually get around um, sort of that 10% dries is all that we have. So we just factor taking through a wee few more ewe lambs that we put to the ram um, to get that.
0: So you say your kale's taken a bit of a check because you had loms, lambs on there trying to get the weights up. How bad is it looking, though? Is it quite noticeable in patches where they've been? Like, they live in certain parts of the paddock, don't they, sometimes?
1: Oh, definitely, yep. They would only go on to sort of probably about a third of the paddock, um, and they eat that down fairly hard, and they leave the other the other two-thirds alone, usually, um, which, yeah, it looked quite good at the time, but now that you're sort of looking now and, and doing your winter budget, you're realising that they probably ate more than what you should have, but... Uh, we, we've made, never made so much bailage, so we'll be right. We'll get through. Um, yeah, we're just enjoying the use having sun on their back and going through. They've, they've got great condition on them going through at the moment. So onward and hope and hope we have a, a nice mild winter.
0: There seems to be a lot of bailage and supplement around at the moment, and that's always a good thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yep. No, it is.
0: Uh, what else has been happening?
1: Um, well As I say, we're getting on a bit of spraying of gorse and that sort of thing. Um, we've finally got all the uh, silly wee stud mobs all rounded up, so that's always a, a great tick list for us. Uh, I think we had a count-up, we got up to 27 different mating mobs there. That's right,
0: you that, remember that.
1: That was without the hoggets. so, um, yeah, we've finally got them all boxed down now and we've got our second cycle rams out, so, yeah, life's a lot easier around Twin Farm at the moment.
0: Just being so intense of having all these mobs out, um, do you think it obviously works well for you the way you do it, though? or well, you wouldn't do it, I suppose?
1: Well, it's it's all about accurate data recording. Um, yeah. DNA is getting there, but it is a large expense to set up in your first year um, because you've got to go through and you've got to DNA all you use as you go. So we're slowly working that in as we go through and um, eventually that will be the ultimate. Um, but at the moment, like uh, we're, we're tagging at birth, which gives us accurate growth rates through to weaning time, which yeah. I think is a key. Get that early growth in lambs is a real big factor. Um, and accurate lamb survival with it too. So yeah, we're, we're continuing with that at this stage anyway.
0: Sounding pretty hunky-dory there in the Waimea Valley.
1: Yeah, no, certainly days like this. We're sort of up on the hill and looking down over the, the flats. There's no fog or frost or anything around it. So, yeah, quite pleasant, really.
0: You're putting on the boots for Wanderers this year?
1: Yeah, I have, yeah, and we're going all right. So far, Touchwood, uh, we haven't lost a game. We have Drew a couple. Um, so, yeah, no, it's taken along really good. Good team there and good bunch of guys to get along and uh, have an excuse to get off the farm for the weekend.
0: There's a lot of people playing in those teams by the sounds of it, isn't there? There's just, um, you know, crazy numbers almost, isn't there?
1: Yeah, yep, there is. No, it's really good. And it's a strong club. I like actually you see you ticking around there on Saturday mornings with you coaching one of the um, one of the wee teams down there too, Andy, so it's really good to see.
0: Damn straight, no retreat, no surrender, I tell you that.
1: Yep, you just wait till my <laughs> team orange gets on to you.
0: <laughs> well, we might have to put an orange juice on that, eh?
1: Oh, sounds good to me,
0: Andy. <laughs> good on you, Snow. appreciate your time. And Twin Farm Genetics, home of Tefrom, you are the sponsors of a long-range forecast right here in Hockandile. appreciate your time.
1: No worries. Cheers, Andy.
0: Andrew Walsh there out of Twin Farm Genetics. Before we wrap up for the hour, Sam Riley gives us a PGG rights and stock sale report out of Lawnville. But up next, Megan White from Waitani Young Farmers. One more year.